WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is hearing more about a plan for a new county juvenile center. Back in June, commissioners were told the lifespan of the current building in Berrien Center is almost up. During a meeting today, Commissioner Jim Curran said Spectrum Health Lakeland has spoken to the administration committee about the need for it to find a new facility for Sacred Heart, one of its treatment programs. The general hospital building out there is at the end of life. It any day now could just fall apart on us and we would be in trouble because all the utilities go from the hospital to the juvenile center. Curran said Spectrum Health Lakeland has suggested the county build a new facility while the hospital could lease it from the county. The committee in, had instructions for County Administrator Brian DeSette. To put together a concept of out on the Napier property, putting the juvenile center, the family court, and a building that would be 14,000 square feet that would be suitable and designed to house Sacred Heart. One deadline faced by the county is the federal deadline to spend ARPA funds, which could go toward this project. DeSette previously told commissioners the county could eventually locate other services at the new building along Napier Avenue, should it be built. Meanwhile, Berrien County Administrator Brian DeSette has thanked the county board of commissioners for approving the employee assistance program in recent months. Speaking at today's meeting, DeSette said the re-implementation of the program helped county employees following the death of a road department worker, Mac Isom, last week. The employee assistance program provides direct care for mental health services to any of our staff, plus any of their family members. Uh, it's through Pine Rest. And last Wednesday afternoon, we had a worker killed. Thursday morning before 8 o'clock, through the employee assistance program, we had Pine Rest at a road department meeting with roughly 80 people. DeSette said commissioners don't always see the direct results of their actions, but this is a case where they can. He also thanked them for canceling a meeting last week as county staff mourned Isom. He was struck by an alleged drunk driver while clearing debris from a road in Orinoco Township last Wednesday. Indiana Michigan Power has announced a new $19 million project to improve the electric transmission system in the Niles area. Spokesperson Sinead Doyle tells us the four-flag transmission line project will start next fall and continue to the spring of 2025. We are calling this a four-flag transmission line project, and it involves rebuilding about five miles of 69-kilovolt power line between Pokagon substation, uh, that's right off of Barron Lake Road, and Lake Street substation. It also includes rebuilding about three miles of power line from Lake Street substation to four-flag substation. Doyle says it'll help to improve reliability and reduce the length of outages. She notes some of the power lines and poles being replaced date back to the 1950s. The wooden poles will be replaced with steel poles. A former Berrien County employee charged with embezzlement from the county is now facing charges of criminal sexual conduct involving a person under the age of 13 and producing child pornography. 59-year-old Joel Johnson was set to be tried next month in the embezzlement case announced last August. The former county building and ground superintendent was accused of using county funds to purchase tools and materials for personal use. Now he's been arrested on charges of first and second degree criminal sexual conduct involving a person under the age of 13 and four counts of child sexually abusive material. The Berrien County Prosecutor's Office tells us Johnson was arraigned today with bond set at $500,000. It couldn't tell us further details of the allegations, but says he'll likely be back in court next week. 
The new case could postpone the embezzlement trial. Lake Michigan College is thanking state lawmakers and the governor for approving a new $56 million program to help recruit more nurses in the state. LMC Marketing Director Jennifer Shoemaker tells us the state is allocating the funds to create opportunities for nurses with associate degrees to complete their Bachelor of Science in Nursing degrees on community college campuses working in partnership with four-year universities. What this will do is this will allow us to partner with four-year universities so that their BSN is basically a continuance of our program. So rather than students being done here and they're then going, okay, well now I've got to figure out what to do next, we provide a pathway for them. Shoebaker says some nurses earn their associate at a community college and then nearly have to start over when making a transition to a four-year university. This new program will help them plan their entire four-year journey and uh, follow a consistent plan the entire time. Under the new uh, program, each community college will be eligible for $2 million for administering the program in collaboration with a four-year public university or independent college. Shoemaker says LMC is working out the details now. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources has awarded a $5 million grant to resurface 17 miles of the Calhaven Trail. The grant's been given to the Department of Natural Resources. DNR Trail Specialist Jill Sell tells us the funds come through the state's Building Michigan Together plan. So we will be resurfacing from the South Haven Trailhead to the village of Bloomingdale, which is approximately 17 miles, so about half the trail. The South Haven end is paved currently, and also the Bloomingdale end has a little bit of pavement, and so those areas will be repaved. The rest of it is limestone currently, and that will be resurfaced with limestone again. Sal says the work will involve the replacement of several bridges. She doesn't yet know the time frame, but says it'll be done in the next few years, and the work will affect users of the trail due to temporary closures. The 34-mile Calhaven Trail runs between South Haven and Kalamazoo. And the Region 4 Area Agency on Aging is on a mission to help the community understand the needs of people living with dementia, as well as help those with dementia feel included and supported by their community. That's why agency's CEO, Christine Van Landingham, says they've teamed up with the Twin City Players and the Remember Project to present Steering with the Skid, a one-act play designed to help family members, caregivers, businesses, and the community learn more about dementia and join to help support those with all forms of memory loss. The importance of this can't be overstated when it talks about reducing the fear and isolation that all too often accompanies a dementia diagnosis. The event will be held from 5 to 7.30 p.m. August 9th at the Campus for Creative Aging in St. Joseph. You can find out more at our website, wsjm.com. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. A tale of two economies. GDP has slowed for the second straight quarter, which historically has meant the economy's in a recession. But the nation's continued strong employment numbers are not typical of a recession. Those strong employment numbers are what the administration's focusing on more from ABC's Dave Packer. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen arguing that despite gross domestic product contracting for two consecutive quarters, the U.S. economy is standing up to unprecedented challenges. Right now, even in the face of global headwinds, including a war in Europe and successive variants of the pandemic, our economy remains resilient. Still, Yellen says... We know there are challenges ahead of us. Growth is slowing globally. 
inflation remains unacceptably high. And it's this administration's top priority to bring it down. Dave Packer, ABC News. The Commerce Department reported a 1.6% contraction in the first quarter of the gross domestic product. ABC's Karen Travers has details from what President Biden had to say today. President Biden argued that the low unemployment rate and strong job creation combined with continued investment in American business and manufacturing are contributing to a strong American economy. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. In a statement earlier Thursday, the president said, quote, it's no surprise that the economy is slowing down. He pointed to recent interest rate hikes by the Federal Reserve, actions meant to bring down inflation. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. The House has passed a $280 billion package to boost the semiconductor industry and scientific research in a bid to create more high-tech jobs in the U.S. It's also intended to help it better compete with international rivals, namely China. The House approved the bill by a solid margin today, 243 to 187. The measure now goes to President Biden to be signed into law. It provides the White House with a major domestic policy victory. The GOP leadership in the House recommended a vote against the bill, arguing the semiconductor industry doesn't need government handouts. But some GOP lawmakers viewed passing the legislation as important for national security. The Federal Reserve has increased rates another three-quarters of a percent as of yesterday, making borrowing more expensive. ABC's Rebecca Jarvis tells us new homeowners will be paying more than they would have just a few months ago. While there's hope the Fed's moves will eventually bring prices down, they also mean the cost to borrow money is going up. Take, for example, the mortgage on the average $416,000 home in America. Assuming you put 20% down, earlier this year, it would have cost you about $1,700 a month to own. But at today's 30-year fixed rates, that same house will cost you more than $2,300 a month. Top U.S. health officials say the country's monkeypox outbreak could still be stopped despite rising case numbers and limited vaccine supplies. The Biden administration's top health official pushed back today against criticism about the pace of the response. The government announced plans to begin shipping another 780,000 shots this week. Health authorities in San Francisco, New York, and other large cities say they still don't have enough shots to meet demand. But Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra says the federal government's provided vaccines, tests, and drugs well beyond what's needed. Yesterday, the U.S. State Department announced an upcoming high-level meeting between the U.S. and Russia. Today, it was less certain that might actually happen. More from ABC's Andy Field. The State Department now saying it made the request for a meeting between its secretary, Antony Blinken, and his Russian counterpart. It's still waiting for an answer. But if it happens... First and foremost in this case uh, is uh, the continued wrongful detention of Brittany Griner uh, and Paul Whelan. Spokesman Ed Price dismissing the possibility that the Russians will refuse to talk, saying the U.S made a substantial offer to get those Americans freed. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. Twitter is warning that governments around the globe are making more requests of the company to remove posts or snoop on accounts. The social media company revealed in a new report today that local, state, and national governments made a record number of legal demands for Twitter to take down content to reveal confidential information like direct messages or user locations from accounts. The U.S. makes up a majority of demands for account information, accounting for 20% of the requests. Japan, meanwhile, leads the way in requesting that Twitter take down account content. And as Senate Democrats appear closer to checking off a top-tier energy and health agenda item, their leadership is urging them to stay united. 
and healthy over the next 10 days in the hope of getting legislation to President Biden or if maybe he's Justin Finch. Senate Leader Chuck Schumer urging Democrats to stay the course after announcing a landmark bill that calls for allocating more than $360 billion for energy and climate change action and to lower some Medicare prescription drug prices. Schumer's closed-door caucus meeting coming after Senator Joe Manchin, now recovering from COVID, gave late support to the bill. Fellow moderate Senate Democrat Kirsten Sinema was not present but her vote will be needed to advance the legislation. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.